Hey, good morning, everybody. Are you doing all right? Happy days? Yeah? Awesome. Hey, uh, most of you will know that on July the 8th, you probably know that we're celebrating the 30 years of Church Unlimited since uh, Adrian and I have been uh, out there working away at West and uh, we started when we were 15, so you can do the maths. All right, so there you go, just in case anyone's sort of starting to think bad and negative thoughts. Hey, but we'd love you all to come along at the night service, especially. I have no idea what they're going to do, but I'm just trusting and believing God it will be good and it will be meaningful, so that'll be awesome. And we had a great half night of prayer across all our camp. How'd it go here? Was it good? Great. Was it in here? Downstairs, wow, fantastic, and uh, look forward to all that God will do as a result. I received this testimony, all right, from one of the people in the church. Just wanted to say that this week, because of prayer and fasting, remember we did three days prayer and fasting, and the half night of prayer, we have been having God moments. It happened last night in our family devotion. Isn't that amazing, eh? So in church, a little families are now starting to have devotions. There's a family of five, and in the devotions, the kids are having moments with God. This is next level, isn't it? This is next level stuff. And uh, thank you. This is someone thanking me for prayer and fasting and for the prayer meetings. Just wanted to say it's making God so close and real. This is to the whole family. Young kids, teenagers and younger. We are stopping to listen and we're expecting him to speak to us. God is doing amazing things. Isn't that cool, eh? So good, eh? Uh, you know, God's really doing... Uh, Tremendous work in Church Unlimited right now. I'm finding people are getting really close to God and starting to see God move in their lives in powerful ways. And you know, some of these initiatives we have, like prayer and fasting and half nights of prayer, join with them if you can, because it's actually a journey that we're on. And and you know, there's kind of like those who are getting into it are really beginning to progress. And I just find in my own relationship with God and my favor is just going to exponential levels. And it all comes back to the praying and the seeking God and, and the rest of it. So I really encourage you to join in it. Hey, right now, you know, as we continue to expand, uh, uh, we're, looking, we're exploring and looking at starting our eighth campus. And uh, so we have people in this area, they're very keen on a church unlimited, including this wonderful leadership couple who in the past were senior pastors of a church of, uh, of over 300 people. So they know what they're doing, and they, they just said, we just want a church unlimited in this area. So the place we're planning to start, the eighth campus, is in the East Coast, the Hawke's Bay in Napier. Yeah. Uh, interesting, eh? <laughs> Napier. So if you know people, if you know of people in that region that could be looking for a church unlimited... Um, please let my PA, Sala, know, let Julian know, let us know, uh, just let someone know. You know, it's just interesting. Eh? When people have been Church Unlimited people or they know about the TV and the radio, some people just want a Church Unlimited. It's not that we're better, but just, it's just what they want. They like the, the emphasis we have, the faith emphasis, the prayer emphasis, the nation's emphasis, the body of Christ unity emphasis, you know, the, the Great Commission. People just want that. So if you know people in that area, please do let us know. Father, as we come to your word this morning, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you will speak to us in a powerful way that, Lord, your word will have impact and impartation. Lord, not just information, but, my God, transformation. 
by your spirit and your power this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, many of you know that I had uh, some serious visitations of God in my life in 1993. They lasted for about three years off and on. But there were two major deposits of God in my life at that time. The first one was a major encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's why you hear us talk about the Holy Spirit relationship with God, hearing his voice so often, all the time, because that's what God did in those encounters. But the second thing he did, what I want to look at today, he just gave me a huge deposit of faith. So it was kind of the Holy Spirit and faith. And so for Church Unlimited, for you, for me, moving forward, these are two keys uh, for us to see everything God has for us is Holy Spirit focus, the power of the Holy Spirit, and for faith as well. When God listed his champions in Hebrews 11, it's always intrigued me that he chose one quality about his champions, and that quality wasn't love, which I thought it would be because love is the greatest. And that quality was, I thought, well, it's not love, surely it's going to be prayer, my house should be called a house, but it wasn't prayer. They thought, well, if it's not those two, it must be holiness. Come on, God, come on, God, it's got to be holiness. Wasn't that either that? It was faith. Isn't that interesting? God's champions, and you're one of them, the key is faith. The key is faith, having a deposit of faith. Because if you think about it for a moment, it takes faith to love the person that stabbed you in the back, criticized you. Is that right? It takes faith to see answers to prayer. It takes faith to live a life of holiness. So it all comes back to faith, doesn't it? I just want us to explore this probably over a few weeks, but I just want to start with it today. And uh, Matthew 9, 29, according to your faith, will it be done to you? That's worth meditating on. What is your faith level like? Where is it at? What are you expecting God to do in your life, your family, in the church? According to your faith. So almost God says, do you want to know what your future is going to look like? <laughs> Just do a faith check. And you'll start to discover what God's wanting. And he wants to build your faith. And we'll, we will look at that because faith is a trigger that releases divine power. It's a key to breakthrough. <clears throat> As God's developed an atmosphere of faith in church unlimited, we really are seeing God do some amazing things. If you've been around church unlimited for a while, you, you know that we have a lot to say about faith. And we are faith people because of those visitations. It's real faith. It's not just positive thinking. It's real faith. And that's why God does things as a result of it. <clears throat> the United Kingdom, I was there for um, a couple of weeks. And it was an extraordinary time. Probably one of the most amazing times. Well, Tonga was extraordinary. But this was kind of right up there. Summarized by that trip by three words. Favor, favor, favor. We had 12 meetings in... About eight days were on the ground, or 10 days. 12 meetings were speaking most days and had appointments. And every meeting and every appointment went so well. It just doesn't happen. Usually, you know, because of all the prayer, there were so many people praying for us. And so much faith launched in our direction. It's almost like we couldn't miss. <clears throat> and uh, people loved us. Now, that's a miracle, eh? You gotta, I mean, wherever we went, they thought we were awesome. And I thought, oh, this is good. I wish it was like this in New Zealand as well. It'd be cool, man. So prophets without honor among his own. But if you go outside, they just think, you, you're the man. So, and then we're in the UK. Thank you. We're in the UK for 10 days, no rain. That doesn't happen in the United Kingdom. 
Not only that, we left on Monday, Tuesday, it rained. I'm not kidding you. Not kidding you. The favor of God was just extraordinary. And then we had to uh, have a meeting at UCB, which is the big radio, Christian radio thing up there. And we had an interview which went extremely well, so well that they've replayed it again. But a lady we met up there who edited our, uh, she was, we met the person who used to edit my TV program. They don't put on TV now, they just do radio. But she edited it, so she's now not editing anymore. They've given her a new job. And she loved my program. She thought it was the best thing going. <laughs> she would tell everyone about my program. Well, guess what she's now in charge of? Their massive social media network of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And she's going to be promoting UK and beyond through the roof. See, favor, just favor. And so then we had a meeting with uh, Trinity Broadcasting, the big uh, Christian radio TV program station. This meets, reaches three and a half million people, which is huge for the UK. And so we have a meeting with the director there, telling him, trying to, uh, will you advertise UK and beyond, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. One hour after us, guess who the next appointment was with? Mike Pulavachi. And so I always text Mike, because I found out, I said, Mike, put in a good word for UK and Beyond for me as well. He texts me back, he said, Tuck, I put in a great word for you and a great word for UK and Beyond. Trinity Broadcast, they'll be advertising your conference. Favor. I mean, what are the chances, you know, of seven billion people on the planet, I turn up at Trinity, and one hour later, Mike Pulavachi turns up straight after me. It's, you're talking about favor at an exponential level. It was amazing. It was just so fantastic. So then I'm in Birmingham Christian Center. This lady comes up to me, Hindu. And she said, oh, my husband used to go to church all the time. She said, oh, I wasn't interested in going to church. I said, I had no, no interest in that stuff at all. She said, but I did watch you on TV. And then she gave her life to Jesus. She's now a follower of Christ. So I go to Birmingham. You know, what chance is there that there's going to be someone in that service that watched my program and gave their life to Christ. It's just, wow, the things God is doing. And probably all sum, sum it all up, Brendan, then, Brendan, Pastor Brendan, goes to Buckingham Palace. He turns up at exactly when the queen is coming out in her carriage for birthday celebrations, and the carriage goes right past Brendan, and he gives her some brochures to United Kingdom and beyond, and she registers and signs up, and she's going to be there because the Bible says you're going to speak before kings and, and leaders. So the queen, if you better come, if you want to see the queen, come to UK and be But seriously, right in front of her, and right in front of Brendan, I mean, he could just about reach out and shake her hand. And then he also sees uh, Harry and Megan. I tell you that, it sums up our trip. It's almost like wherever we went, God was there going before us and setting the whole thing up. So then I come back to New Zealand, and um, this week I have a meeting with, I'm just telling you with what faith does, the doors it opens, what expectation does. So I'm, I'm going to have a meeting with some Tongan pastors because I've been up in Tonga, so I expect a couple of pastors to turn up, we'll have a good time and talk about UK and New Zealand and beyond. Well, 15 pastors turn up, all senior pastors run their own church. So we promote New Zealand and beyond, and Asked them, would you guys interested in coming along? In one night, Wednesday night, 130 registrations for New Zealand and beyond. This is just, this is through the roof stuff. Would you not agree? If that's not enough, Wednesday morning, there's 12 of us, uh, leaders of Auckland, 15 leaders from Auckland, key leaders in the city. We get a, a meeting with the mayor. So we go to the mayor's headquarters. I walk into reception and two ladies say, Two of, the, two of the three in reception say, aren't you Tark Barna? 
I said, yes, I am. They said, we watch you on TV. Oh, you're so good. I thought I'd throw that in because I knew you weren't going to say it, all right? <laughs> we love your program. Two of the three at the headquarters of our, you know, of Auckland City. And then out of the 15 speakers, there's 15 people there, I was one of the two who was asked to speak to the mayor directly about the value of the church to Auckland City. And with, I had so many people praying for me, and I have to admit, it went exceptionally well. We got the, we caught the heart of the mayor. And in fact, I said, I'm Tark Barna. He went to introduce ourselves. I said, I'm Tark Barna from Church Unlimited. He said, you guys are everywhere. That's from his own words. That's his own words. So it was, it was just amazing. That's not enough. Tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, I've been asked to speak at the annual Baptist Denominations Conference where they get all their senior pastors and pastors together. And I'm the keynote speaker, going to be sharing on prayer, which they want me to preach on, and prayer on evangelism and uh, discipleship. So there you go, folks. God is doing... I say that to build your faith, because this is the anointing on Church Unlimited. And who is Church Unlimited, by the way? It's you. None of this would happen if it wasn't for each of you. Put together. You you all come together, your faith, your prayers. This is what's happening, and the influence we're having is amazing. So faith is a currency of the kingdom of God. Now, many of you go shopping on a regular basis, and some of you shop more than you should shop. But if you go down to the mall and you want to buy something, you're going to, would you agree you're going to need some of these New Zealand dollars? Is that right? You're going to need a lot of them, you know? And I think that we should send Katie on a shopping trip and uh, give her some money and say, go out, you're so awesome, go and buy yourself some new clothes. I was so sad when she left uh, West because she was kind of like our model out there, you know. We would dress it out. I didn't mind Julian going, but we, we, we didn't want... <laughs> I said, Katie, you can't leave us. I said, you, you're such a, a, a sample for... Wouldn't you agree with that? Like, she just... So, so, she's so awesome. Yeah. So there you go. We miss Julian, too. But if you... So, so give us some money, will you? And send her on a shop to the mall. But, so, but if you go to India, that's not going to do you any good. You're going to need these rupees to go shopping in India. But then if you manage or are lucky enough to get to Egypt, that's not going to, that's not going to do you any good. That's not going to do any, you're going to need Egyptian pounds. But if you want to go shopping in God's mall, the currency of heaven is faith. Is faith. And the good thing about God's shopping mall, it's the biggest mall in the world. And it actually has everything that you could ever possibly need. And there's no long queues. And there's no secondhand goods. You never have to return anything. But the currency you need is faith. And if you can get faith in your heart, you can purchase the things that God has planned and designed for you and your family and your kids, and for the church as well. It's an amazing thing that, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. By the end of this meeting, you will have more faith than when you walked in the doors. Because faith comes. It's coming. It's coming in your direction. How many of you feel faith rising already in your heart? I mean, you would. You, you can't hear this stuff and think, man, wow, 
God, you are so amazing. You are so awesome. And so your faith is going to increase and increase. And see, <clears throat> true faith will cause you to accomplish beyond your natural abilities. So you don't have to be the most gifted, intelligent person to do exploits for God. Because two of the greatest apostles, Peter and John, are described in Acts 4.13. You know what they're called in the authorized version? Unlearned and ignorant men. Gives us all hope, doesn't it? Two of the greatest apostles. If you fell short on the IQ stakes, <laughs> charismatic stakes, leadership stakes, the good look stakes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't need those to shop in God's mall. All you need is faith. That faith in your heart and God can do just wonderful things in and through <clears throat> your life. Smith Wigglesworth said, I've learned by personal experience I can get more out of a moment's faith than I can get out of a month's yelling at God. A moment's faith. We must yell at God and pray and cry out and intercede. You know, I'm a great believer in that. <clears throat> but I think in the midst of all that praying, there comes those moments of faith. And that's what releases what God has for us. So pray we must, but we must pray with faith. It's not enough just to pray. Some people pray so much, but they never see anything happen. You've got to pray with faith. Expect God to hear and expect God to, he will hear, but expect God to answer your prayers. So right now, God's after your faith. It's your lifeline to God. It's what connects you to God. It's what releases his favor and blessing. So what does he have to do? He wants to disconnect you from himself. So he's got to get your faith. So he's after your faith today. Believe me, he's after it. So you know with Job, the story of Job, you know how he lost his kids. He lost all his possessions. He lost his health. Pretty much lost his He just lost everything. But I don't think the devil, that Satan, was after any of those things. He didn't want his kids. He didn't want his finances. I don't think he wanted any of that. What he wanted was Job's faith. See, what he was saying, Job, listen up, Job. God cannot be trusted. God actually doesn't love you, Job. Look at this stuff. Of course he doesn't love you. God, Job, isn't good. It really doesn't pay to serve God, Job. Come on, call it a day, man. Look at the evidence. All he wanted was Job's faith. But he never got it. He never got it. Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives. And Job ended up with twice as much as he had in the beginning. Don't let the devil rob you of your faith. Sometimes you have to live with mystery unanswered questions, things you don't comprehend, things that happen you can't understand, suffering that you think, what on earth is this? Don't try and understand everything, friends. The finite mind will never understand the infinite God. You've got to live with mystery, and that's faith in itself. And I'm here today to declare to you, to all of us, to heaven and in earth, I want to declare that God is good, that God loves you, God can be trusted. He is just. He is fair. And it pays to serve God. Never let go your faith. Doesn't matter what it throws at you. Hold on to Jesus. And here's a quote for you. Always remember, you're braver than you believe. 
stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. It's actually true, you know. You are braver than you believe. Why? The lion of the tribe of Judah is in you, and he's pretty brave. Hey? You're stronger. Resurrection power is within you than you think. Or you seem, and you're smarter than you think because the Spirit of God can give you wisdom and revelation. It's faith, isn't it? It's faith to believe all this stuff. See, the giants you face are not to defeat you, but to show people the anointing on your life. They may be bigger than you, stronger than you, but they're no match for the God who is in you. Matthew 17, 20, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. All you need is a mustard seed of faith, one of the smallest seeds. Here's another quote for you. Sometimes God will put a Goliath in your life for you to find a David within you. Guess what? There's a David in you. There's a David in every one of us. A giant killer. A giant slayer. A mountain mover. A walls breaker. A breakthrough anointing. It's in every one of us. But you'll never discover the David in you without facing a Goliath. Because that's what brings it out. That's what calls it forth from the inner depths of your being. It's in there all right, but there's got to be something that draws it out of you. And all the challenges that we take on as Church Unlimited and and the campuses and New Zealand and beyond and Pakistan and beyond, the UK and beyond, it draws out a David from within me because these challenges are bigger than I am. I look at them in the face and think, man, I don't know how I can do this, but something deep within begins to rise. And that, that, that David within you, and there's a David in each and every one of us, and God is calling him forth to slay giants to move mountains, to break through in Jesus' name. Don't be afraid of the Goliath, the David in you. All it took was one little stone and he knocked him down and cleaned him out. Faith is the foundation of our Christian experience. Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you were saved through faith, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. It all begins with faith, doesn't it? And then how does it continue? Galatians 2, 20. I live by the faith of the Son of God. See, God imparts faith to us, but just keep in mind this, that only imparts faith for what is his will. Sometimes we can go after stuff. It's not God's will. It's not his plan. And we can pray for it and believe for it with all our might. (laughs) It's just not going to happen because God ultimately gives faith. And only give faith for what is his plan and purposes and will for your life. I want to share with you three steps to seeing what God speaks to us come to pass seeing prophetic words fulfilled. It's going to help you to see, because it's helped me to see why prophetic words sometimes are not fulfilled. We've all had words, but we're thinking, well, God, whatever happened to us? I'm going to show you. I think this will help you, all right? So the first step is this. We must, we, we, we must hear the voice of God to us personally or as a church. So acceleration of expansion, 10 times growth in 10 years. Don't try and put your head around that, okay? Because if you do, you will lose all your faith. Leave me astounded. This place is too small. And we must know God's will for us. We must hear God speak to us first, all right? That's the first step. But the second step is this, is we must wholeheartedly believe what God has spoken. You've got to wholeheartedly believe it. Sometimes it's because we think it's easy to doubt. 
It's easy to question what God has said because we think it's impossible. It looks impossible. Our intellect, our logic, our natural mind can limit the flow of faith in our lives. If we want it all figured out how God's going to fulfill a promise, bring it to pass, it's going to limit our faith. Hebrews 11, 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So don't try and work it all out. Believe what God says. You've got to believe it with all your heart. But then there's a third step. To hear God's voice and believe it's not enough. It's still not going to happen in most cases. There's a third step. And the third step is we need to pray earnestly and persistently for God to bring to pass what he has spoken. Because in most cases, you just can't ask once or a few times. Luke eleven eight. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is a friend, yet because of his persistence... He will rise and give him as much as he needs. Sometimes the question is, how desperate are you to see the word fulfilled? We've got to get desperate. We've got to pray persistently. We've got to bring it to pass so many scriptures on. When they asked, the disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. He basically told them, friend, at midnight. He said, you just got to keep asking. And you don't give up. You never stop asking. To the grave, you keep asking. That's the teaching of scripture. The biggest reason for unanswered prayers is we stop praying. We quit. We give up. We've got to keep on praying. Need to passionately seek God and call upon His name, and um, this—I think this explains why many promises and prophecies are not fulfilled. We've heard, yes, we've believed, yes, but we've not persistently prayed, passionately, with faith, and not given up. And maybe that's the call. That's why last week's so important: three days of prayer and fasting. Half night of prayer is what pushing through to see the answers in our lives come to, come to fruition. And so we need our personal prayer lives to be strong. We need our prayer and our prayer meetings to be strong to see what God wants to bring to pass. So let me bring it out from 1 Kings 18. Let's illustrate it from Scripture. 1 Kings 18.1, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab, I will send rain on the earth. God spoke clearly to Elijah, he's going to send rain on the earth, okay? He hears the voice of God, step number one. Number two is he clearly, he believed what God said to him because he went and told the king rain was coming. That was a bold statement. So he says, no, king, he's, he was as out of his mouth. Some people kind of feel God's got, told them something, they just want to keep it hidden away. Secret. They don't want to feel embarrassed because if they say it, it doesn't come back. Hey, friends, if you don't say it out, nothing's going to happen. You've got to speak it out with wisdom and carefully, but you do have to speak it out and, bring, and let God do it. However, even though he had heard the voice of God, even though he believed what God said, it still didn't happen. Verse 42 to 44, Elijah went up, went up to Church Unlimited and came to the half night of prayer engaged in prayer and fasting, and he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. Seven times. He said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time. He said, there's a cloud the size of a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, to, go up say to Ahab, prepare your chariot. Go down before the rain stops you. Elijah prayed through until the rain came. And he told Ahab, move quickly because the rain is coming. That was a tremendous declaration of faith. For three and a half years, there's been no rain. He says, Ahab, get ready. Go, man, go. The rain is coming. There was no rain. It was a declaration of faith. So you could say there were four steps to seeing the word of the Lord come to pass. Number one, he heard the voice of God. Number two, he believed fully what God said. Number three, he persistently prayed. But number four, he made faith declarations as well. And I think that's how it works 
I want to make a faith declaration for you and for Church Unlimited right now. 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3. Your faith grows exceedingly. Tell the person next to you, your growth grows, your faith grows exceedingly. Come on, tell them nice and loud. Your faith grows exceedingly. It grows exceedingly. I'm not saying it might grow or could grow. I'm saying it's growing. It's growing exceedingly. Faith is going to grow in church unlimited in your heart and my heart to an exponential level that's going to release the power of God, that's going to release breakthroughs, that's going to help turn this nation back to Jesus. We need an increase of faith, but our faith grows exceedingly. My faith grows exceedingly. Look at that young guy clapping away from the choir. Good on you, mate. You are awesome. (laughs) How old are you? Nine. Man, how good is that, eh? How good is that? So, therefore, in Luke 17, verse 5, the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. Mark 4, 28, there's three stages of growth. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. You know, the Bible often speaks of three levels. The tabernacle, there's the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. Parable of the sower, fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. John 15, abide in the vine, bear fruit. More fruit and much fruit. We're now in the season, the third season, the full head in the grain. This hundredfold fruit, the much fruit. We're at level three now. I believe this church unlimited. That's why we're seeing so much happen, but we're going to see a whole lot more happen yet. But just watch this as I wrap this up. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can move mountains. Matthew 13, 31 to 32. Kingdom of heaven is likened to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herds. Interesting, eh? the most mustard seed starts the smallest, but then it becomes the greatest. When faith grows, it becomes the greatest of all powers in the universe. When faith grows, friends, you've got to go after this. When faith grows, if you get enough faith, You're unstoppable. You will see just the most amazing things happen. It is the greatest power in the universe, and it's available to all of us. As I wrap it up, let me just give you two quick keys to increasing your faith. Number one, develop your relationship with God. This is not about positive thinking. This is not like name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. No, this is relationship with God. Because see, faith comes from God. The closer you get to God, the more your faith is going to grow. Get close to God. David, the, the men of God, women of God who do exploits, they all got close to God. David was a man after God's heart, own heart. Abraham walked with God. Paul said, he cried out, he said, God, that I might know you. It's a relationship. And then secondly, walk with faith people. The people you connect with, hang out with, greatly influence your life. You don't want to hang around people full of unbelief and roast beef. Walk with people of faith. Walk with men and women of faith. They'll rub off on you. Can-do people. People are going to make it happen. Hang around them. You get an impartation of faith into your spirit. Read biographies of great men and women of God. Read Bible stories of God working miracles in the scriptures. God's given you and Church Unlimited some incredible prophetic words. To see them come to pass, we need to hear God's voice. We need to believe wholeheartedly what he is saying. Still got my heart set on the Spark Arena for New Zealand and beyond. I really have. We've got to believe it wholeheartedly. We've got to persistently pray. That's why these three days of prayer and fasting, half nights of prayer, are so important. I encourage you next time they're on, be a part of it, even just a little part of it. 
Even if you come to the half night of prayer for 20 minutes, just come. You know, you, once you get a taste of it, you'll be back. <laughs> you know, people saying in West are saying to me, boy, my prayer muscle is growing. Used to be able to pray 10 minutes, now I can pray 20, and then some can pray 30. You know, because we're in the half nights of prayer. We did a whole night of prayer from 8 till 4 in the morning. Half night of prayer for it, walk in the park. Seriously, it really was, it was just so easy because the prayer muscle is just, and when your prayer muscle is strong, <laughs> you are unstoppable. In Jesus' name. Amen.